Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Mac and Blind, David Wildey, Sports Day SA. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13 27 27. Get on the road faster, 13 27 27. Malcolm Blind, how are you? David Wildey, I'm good. It's been a bit of a headline day, but be, be, before I think one of the biggest headlines that you're ever going to remember is this one here, David. Just you listen. Ain't but a oh, wow. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. You ain't but a hound dog. One of the biggest headlines I remember in the world at the time. On this day, 16th oh, of August. 1978 or 7? 1977, the great Elvis Presley passed away yeah. aged 42. Wow. And I thought, I, I mean, there's lots of headlines today on other people retiring and, and all sorts of other stuff. But I I, I think as no, well known in the world, now I know the youngies... 15, 18, might not know him, but they'll know his songs. They have stood the test of times. I think probably the world's greatest entertainer. Mm, be up there. Yeah. Right up there. In fact, he may even be in the top three world's entertainers. So you're leading me into Robbie Gray announced his yes. retirement. Um, I think the well done Robbie Gray too. Um, to, he may have been over to go another year, and I think Port would give him another year because he's a champion in the club. But uh, let's hear a bit from um, Robbie Gray. It certainly played on my mind a fair bit because um, this year has has been a struggle and I, I did feel really good coming into the year. But, um, yeah, I suppose um, after I weighed everything up, um, I just felt this was the right call for, for me personally and probably for the footy club as well. And is Robbie and what forced him to call time? Just a knee, really. Um, obviously had the, the big operation a long time ago and had a really good run for a long time after that. Um, it's got to be crumbly the last few years and, um, you know, round one had a bit of an incident um, with it. was able to come back and and play, but it has been a bit of a struggle. So, yeah, that's that's probably the, the main one. The rest of the body's actually, you know, feeling OK. And finally, Robbie, on knowing it's time. It's probably something that's been on my mind for a fair while, to be honest. You know, you get to this sort of age and probably the issues I've had physically with my body. Yeah, I knew it was the right time and... As hard as it is to, to make the call and um, admit to yourself, I suppose, it, it is a time. You know, I'm really comfortable with it, as I just said to the group then. So, um, no, it's the right time and uh, looking forward to, to whatever's next. He's provided a lot of great highlights. Yeah. He's commentated most of his games. I, I can bear his excitement to a Darren Jarman. When they get the ball and a McLeod, as well, you know something's, something's going to happen, don't yeah. you? Yeah, 270 games, 365 goals, 16 years. It's a great innings, isn't it? Three... And had a bad knee to yeah, reconstruction. He did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
three, three, there's that sound again, three best and fairest and four All-Australians. So now we, we, we had a discussion earlier and it's been, you, you think about all the Port Adelaide players now when these greats retire and I still think that Robbie's in the top three. Ken Hinckley said he's the best, he reigns his best Port Adelaide modern day since they've come in the AFL, but Ken hasn't had Treadray, did he? No, he didn't. No, in, in my, this is my humble opinion. I think Warren Treadray, Wanganine and Robbie are in the same breath. I always put Warren higher because of what the, the effect he had as a key forward. He was the best key forward in the game. That's hard. That is so hard and to do. And had bad knee and, himself. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, Gavin, I, I always put Gavin's probably Essendon career as well as his Port Adelaide career. So if you're talking about career, uh, he probably – is on that level, just behind Warren, and then this guy is next. Robbie Gray has been a fantastic player. And he's been outstanding. And he's probably played with a, a bad knee for a while too. He always looks banged up. Yeah, but the last few years he's looked banged up. Yeah, he had, certainly but this still, year. still gets a kick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad he's made that decision. You know, it's a really honest decision. Hey, can I just say, one of the things that people that – I've seen this happen before, these really smart players – Robbie actually probably lost his pace with that knee, that extra yard you need. You know what he did? He became a super freak at reading the game, understanding the game and and moving sideways. Remember that little trick step oh, he yeah, had? Freak. You know, and I'm sure that he didn't have that as start. He just developed that because his mind was just racing the whole time. Where do you... We we all agree, I think, they're the three best. Yeah. Uh, tread, whatever order you like, doesn't really matter. Wanganine, Treadray, Gray. Then do you look at a... The Corns brothers, they've oh, been in conversation. Gee. Right, just behind them. Um, not, not far behind them. Primus Franco, Burgoyne. Yeah. Oh, oh, That's yeah. good players. Oh, my, where'd they have? We've probably missed a couple too. Yeah, it's seriously good players. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, it look, it's just an opinion, isn't it, that we all go on about. But, I mean, we do love our greats. And, I mean, yeah, he, he, he could – how many games do you reckon he won? That beautiful kick he had, oh. that lovely sidestep. He had a couple after siren yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kicked six goals in, I think, a couple of showdowns. Yeah. One medals there, four best yeah. and fairest, all Australian. Oh, wonderful. Can I also do in the same breath, and th- this is one of our favourites, Shane Edwards. Yeah, well, we should get Shane on because he's been a regular on our show. Yeah. Of course, Greg Edwards' son. What a marvellous career he's had. Perhaps what? not as um, – perhaps not the highlight reel Robbie Gray's had, but, boy, he's, he's very clever, wonderful yeah. player. Yeah, not flamboyant. 301 games. Yeah. He's only the fifth Richmond player. I mean, they've been around for a million years nearly. Well, you know what I mean. And three times premiership player. But clever. You know those little tap-ons? I love blokes that don't pick up the ball and just tap it to a teammate and block for a teammate. I mean, they are worth their gold. Isn't it funny, though? I watch him because obviously know him and, and know his, his um, father really well. But you can see he slowed down a bit this year and he's yeah. getting niggles. He's had niggles, which yeah. – and he doesn't need niggles. He's a player that needs to be fit and he's got sure. that little wiry body. But what an amazing career. Like yeah. We've seen Josh Kennedy a couple of weeks. Some of the big names are now – Deciding to pull the pin. Yeah, and, well, it's going to happen every year, isn't it? Um, I mean, that's the rules. Any others you think will come out? You think it'll be a, a few more? We saw both Kennedys, Josh, yeah, that uh, West was, Coast yeah. and Sydney. Yeah, I'd look, there's going to be others. Of course there's going to be others. And I, I just and I just hope most people get the chance now to actually – and you sit down. You might sit down with your coach. You know, you might sit down with the football manager. All those sorts of things happen. Those conversations happen the whole time. But it's just nice to see that, you know, Robbie's obviously gone out on his own steam and, that, and that's a nice way to do it. You've always said you see with your eyes. Oh, yeah. And and I and I and you're very loath to make a call on any champion, but I there's no doubt, whether it be for the knee or whatever, he has slowed down. And um, 
hasn't been able to kick the goals, hasn't been able to, and he knows that, so he's made the right it's, call. It's, yeah, he said it himself, you know, the, the knee injury at the start of this year just, just slowed him down. He couldn't do it. Now, we've got to, Rob on the line. Good evening, Rob. How are you? Good night, boys. How are you, buddies? Good. Yeah, uh, what's going on with the, the coaching situation? Calling, surely Mark Williams has got to be playing B at North Melbourne, don't you think, Bear Blighty? Because Wills reckons he's too old. What about Fagan? He's 64. Yeah. I, oh, Choco, no. Choco, Choco's got to get another go. He's great with the players. Look at Melbourne. Yeah, Rob, yeah. just before, and I did say, I think they perceive him as too old. Um, I, we've been saying for the last seven years when a coaching um, comes up, what about Mark Williams? Every year he gets yeah. over, and he did apply for a couple too yeah. and got pushed back. His, look, his coaching record at Port's outstanding, Rob, but I don't think – not, it's not me making the call. I just don't think they will employ him as a senior coach now. I, the only thing I can say to that is that the the president of the free world, Joe Biden, if we that phrase I've seen used, is what, 78, 79 years of age, and he's in charge of the lot. He looks like he's being held up on a stick, though. Oh, God. Don't I don't get, think? We don't get very political here. I don't but think I mean, Fagan's I, I 64. I, can I just, 61, I reckon. But, but I, I, age is what it is. Uh, capability is what you get and what yeah. you have. And And – Fagan is 61, yeah, So and he's been there for four years, so he started at 57. They're not going to appoint a 64-year-old. They just don't do it these days. There's kids coming up that have been in the, the the coaching you know, scheme for a long while. And I think, to be honest, Mark's value now is doing what he does, his welfare, yeah, his ability. Probably, yeah. Very close to Dustin Martin. He's Correct. at Melbourne now doing some good things with yeah. Parker, Oliver, these type of guys. So, And would Mark Williams want to take on a – a senior role now, do you think, Bloody? I think he would. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's probably, in his blood. Probably it's, would. It's in the Williams family blood, yeah. Probably would. And he'd probably do a good job of it. Now, look, you know when you go into a final series, we're one week away from it, right? And there's a team sitting on top of the ladder at Geelong that have done really well. There's been an announcement today that this, you know, some you just don't need I these sort of say, things. An injury? Yeah. Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy Cameron. Now, he has been. I, 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 if you listen to me last night, I, was, I think I talked about him. Could he win a Brownlow? Brownlow. Well, he's going to have one game less than what I thought he would have, so probably not now. But do you know what I mean? I mean, he is. He has been something out of the way. They can throw him in the middle. You know, obviously, he kicks goals. He helps Hawkins. He takes pressure off everyone. I, I just cannot understand that this won't affect the Geelong football oh, I, I would say if he doesn't play, it could almost cost him a grand final. Like, yeah. He's that important. Yeah. I, because you've got Hawkins, you've got the little blokes around him, you know, Stengel and, uh, and Close and a few doing things. So um, if we didn't mention – in fact, Dean can – we'll bring Dean on. Yeah, let's get we Dean We might on. have forgotten one player. Hi, no, Dean. no, no, no. No, it, it's, it's only your opinion. Yeah. Come hello, on. Dean. Yeah, hello. How are you? I reckon um, – I'm, I bat for the Crows first and Port second, so I'm South Australian, so yep. I hate the Victorians. Yep. It's always the way to go, uh, even though Bloody played there. But anyway, uh, I reckon Bokey was in, had to be in the best five. As simple as that. The, what that guy has done for that club over the yep. years, captain and everything else, and comes up every year, gets a one-year contract, and his fitness and what he's done for the other players, I reckon he's in the got to be in the top five or so in Port Adelaide ever. Can you – actually, Dean, this is absolutely true as I said here. He might be four. Yeah, David and I had a chat beforehand and we actually threw Bokey in after these three with the two Corns boys. Yeah. There was there was actually six names and we were deciding who would be the five and then we got a phone call. So Thanks, it, Dean. It, it, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. 100% true. Yeah, I think Travis Boke for his yeah. loyalty too. Yeah. When he could have gone back to Geelong, yep. what, that's probably 10 years ago, eight, 10 years ago when yes. they tried to bring him over. Yeah, it did too. So, uh, yeah, Travis Boke. And 
he'll end up playing 350-plus games. That yeah. in itself. i tell you the other one I like in the top ten, and I might have rated him more than some people, but uh, Justin Westhoff was one of my favourites. Yeah. He won showdown medals. And I always felt if Westhoff played well, Port played well. Yeah. If he didn't, the big fella had a quiet one. They had quiet ones. One of the things I've, I liked about Justin Westhoff, and it, it reminds me a lot of players, but not too many really, he played full forward, full back, wing and ruck, and, and all points in between. A good winger. That, yeah. You know, he's six foot seven in yeah, the Yeah, I know. So, so that, I mean, those people, those people are hard to find. Yeah. And it's a bit like Blixar's now for Geelong. Oh. Can play every spot on the ground. How how good a player is Mark yeah. Blixar's blood? He's yeah. won two best and fairest. He could play, you're right, and he's got the biggest tank. And now they're using it, but he's a bigger version of Finlayson. Yeah. I mean, they can, you know, big, bit, maybe a bit stronger there. So, David, do you want to read this out? Sam Fantasia, our producer, just put this up on the screen. The Sydney Swans confirms it is one of five clubs that has had cases of non compliance with the AFL's COVID testing protocols and is subject to a $100,000 penalty announced by the AFL today. Other clubs, uh, Collingwood, Richmond, Brisbane, and St Kilda. So, what are they saying? They will be subjected to hundred thousand dollar. Well, maybe it's subject to, uh, but they haven't done the right, right testing thing. protocol, or obviously AFL's COVID testing protocols. So, wow, it's just broken now. So, so yeah, that's uh, wow. Mitch Cleary reporting that. So. Gee, I, I, I sup- what's actually happened now? We, are we becoming more accepting of it? I think we are, aren't we? Oh, uh, mate, definitely yeah. in the community. Yeah, most people have had it. Yeah. You haven't. You're amazing. Touch wood. And you don't want it, but no. uh, most people have had it. Sam hasn't had it either. No. KG gave it to me. I'm still not happy with that. <laughs> poor, yeah. poor Ken. Hey, can I just say something else? Yep. I saw in the paper this morning that the Adelaide hierarchy, that is the Crows board, uh, are all for a Tassie team. Now, there are some clubs for it, yeah, some clubs against. not. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting, isn't it? It's getting close. Somewhere along the line, the commission are going to have to make a decision on, they've got to give them a date going forward. Now, we think it's going to be, you know, maybe 2025 or 2026. I, I just don't think you can ignore them. You've got to give them some hope. Even if yeah. you put it in pencil, as you, you know, I always write in pencils, there are some things you can put in pencil and maybe rules change down the track. Other big, <coughs> oh, excuse me, swallow a frog. Um, other big story today, is Ben Rutten a dead man walking? I hate that terminology because it's so unfair. We're talking about a human with family and all that sort of stuff. But coaching is fraught with danger. And eventually, if it lasts long enough or short enough, you're going to get the flick. I've got a feeling, it might be in your true and false, I've got a feeling that the bummers will snag him out of Clark's um, Norman hands. Yeah, now that yeah. Clarko knows, they have made approaches. They're denying it, but they've made approaches, we believe. I want to have a chat to you about your coughing in the microphone, but I reckon you should go to a break and then we'll talk about it. Lumo SA, Aussie owned with the residential electricity plants made for South Australia. That's my first cough of the year. I, I never see, I've never heard you done it before. Back Do it. Shortly. Done it. Done it before. <laughs> Do it before. Sports Day. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Here's yeah, Sports Day SA, all thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been exactly that for 21 years in a row. Well done there to Polaris. Um, coaches' votes, uh, you no, normally come up? Yeah, not this week, David. They're, they're in camera is the way they say it. In other in words. In camera? Yeah, I don't know what they actually So mean. hidden. It's hidden. hidden. That's quite right, yeah. So no. it's inside the camera so you can't see it. Well, you'd be thinking, um, let's look at the two games. We think Finlayson would have been, yeah. I reckon he got the coaches' votes. Ken Hinckley said, um, outstanding. I think Dawson, too, was 
pretty well clearly Adelaide's best. Well, I, I thought he was, yeah. Fantastic. But just before we do, um, I, I think there is some suspicion about what you think your cough did to the my ears. Yeah, the great Elvis Presley. Yeah. I don't think you've ever been suspicious of me. You probably doubted my mind at times, but... Uh, I just thought we'd do that one again, just for you, because we thought we surprised you with the first one, with a, you know... It's 45 years 45 to the years day. 45 years to the day. I was 17, I remember it clearly. Um, just scary stuff, wasn't it? I remember we actually, North Melbourne won the flag at the end of that year in September, and I remember having a little sip with a couple of teammates and saying, let's do one for Elvis. Yeah, I didn't realise um, Elvis never drank. You think he ate yeah. a lot, obviously, yeah. towards the end. He, was, he got big, but uh, never drank. Yeah, well, I, I think you still need some sort of liquid in your body to His keep body, your body going. Water, you mean? Yeah, but he might have been. You coke. mean alcoholic? Never drank alcohol. No, okay. Which, yeah, which I, some people might have thought he was uh, a big drinker, but no, he wasn't. I, they called them sodas in those days, didn't they? The old soda drink, oh, the Americans did. I can't drink that sickly drink anymore. No, it's it, they do get a bit sweet. Hey, uh, we, we did sidetrack then too, by the way. By the way. Hey, James Riley up after the break. Oh, excellent. Assistant coach. And nice to have James after a couple of wins too rather than a loss. And we might talk about this later in true or false, but if you had your chance and you were – what's his name? Alastair Clarks. Yes. The most wanted coach in the world. North Melbourne, GWS or Essendon? I'd probably go with a big club. Would you? Which would be the Bombers. What if, you got, what if you got two million instead of a million to coach GWS? I don't think money – I don't – well, shouldn't be money. he shouldn't be going for money. Um, he's been well paid. Should be. You've always told me you can only spend so much once you get to a level. So I don't think money's the problem. No, I said you can only eat and drink as so, so much. much. Right, it's a different. Well, <laughs> <laughs> eat and drink so much. Yeah. yeah, and maybe upgrade your car now and then. Yeah. But if I was him, I I think that um, that uh, the bombers are probably a year and a half in advance of where the kangaroos are. Yeah. And they've got kids too, like yeah, Cox, yeah, yeah. Perkins, I Jones. Yep. They've got some good stuff as yeah. well. And I reckon he, he's sort of bloke, if you got them to play, play with a bit of spirit, they could quickly go up again. I, It looked like Ben had lost his players and um, he, and he didn't seem to have any answers. So I, I, I've got a feeling he's gone, bloody, and I hope he's not. I've got <laughs> yeah, a feeling he is. Yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? I mean, I... And why they did it now, why they just didn't wait one more week and then change the president and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Darren, David Barham I know re- reasonably well. I've worked with him for 10 years at Channel 10 and, you know, he's, he, yeah, he's a good guy and he loves Essendon and well, he's passionate. I, I should ask you the same question because you have coached and you won premierships and made grand finals. Out of those three teams, which one would you go? Apparently Giants are out of the running anyhow. They haven't really made an approach. And no. been told Adam Uzo. I still like North. Job. North would be a greater achievement than Essendon. It would be, wouldn't it? If you could, if and you I, could actually, I, I think he'd like the club with facilities too. You know, get the and the big, big. Um, they've got a huge, what, bigger brass, brass band. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> that. You know, yeah, shinier taps. Is that what you mean? Yes, bigger, better gym. Yeah, all that. With Dennis Pagan, who said North Melbourne. Never yeah, we didn't, that. mate. We had nothing. So who would you go? I'd actually. Probably go to Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. No, I go to North. Hey, uh, the showdown. What a game's coming up. We've got James Riley coming up, as you mentioned. So uh, looking forward to another showdown. 52, David. Would you believe it? I was in the first one. Yeah. And, um, was that the, the famous one when you end up being one and three and you put 18 games left? Yeah, exactly. 
And yet a ruckman, I can't think of his name. Tom Gilligan. Where'd Tom go? That'd be uh, good. Where are they now? Yeah, it would be, yeah. Um, how many games did Tom play? Three, I think. Yeah, you tend to discard them pretty quickly, I must admit. Bexbet Car Service, book online at repcoservice.com. Suspicious you are. Yeah, suspicious minds. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. It is the car of the year. We are going to the break. Another side, Crow's assistant, James Riley, will join us. You ain't nothing but a hound. Sports Day. For Kia's EV6 and Sportage, cars of the year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks, Weeks Homes, Discover, discover Different. And also Tire Power. Think safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Well, time now to speak with Crow's uh, assistant coach, James Riley. And Blight, it's an unusual game. I actually enjoyed the game, but at times North Melbourne certainly had their their chances and, and the Crows in the end, you know, winning by four or five goals. Yeah, no, it was. It was half entertaining, wasn't it? I mean, Davies Uniaki got going for North Melbourne. That speed and step he had at the middle put a lot of pressure on. So they had to do some fancy footwork in the coaches' box, I reckon, with the Adelaide Crows. Well, maybe in days gone by they might have dropped that game, but yeah. they didn't. They certainly looked the better side the longer the game went. James, how are you? Thanks, you, Tom. How did you assess that game? Because, you know, looking at it from a, as a bystander or commentator, it was a good game to watch. A lot of goals. Um, you probably thought they kicked a few too many, but how did you assess it? No, well, we were, look, we were pretty disappointed with that, especially our, our first half. We were beaten quite badly around the ball, especially at stoppages and, and centre bounce was a, was a real issue for us. Um, and yeah, yeah, Davis, uh, Uniaki was pretty strong around that and we ended up putting Sam Berry to him and he did a reasonable job in the end. But yeah, first half was, was a bit average, but then, um, yeah, we we're pretty happy with how, how we finished the game off. You yeah, don't often see the coach. He raced out to the players and had him out on the wing before you went down the race. Um, was it just to sort of um, have a quick chat before you did? Yeah, I think, look, it was, again, mainly around, around our stoppages. And, look, their, their ball movement, they, they were pretty aggressive with that off half-back, and our defence wasn't as good as we'd like it as well. So, yeah, look, they, they test us out, and they're actually not going as bad as I think some some people think. So that they were, they were a handful at times. The game ebbed and flowed, though, didn't it? At times, you were in complete control. We thought, oh, here we go, this could be... Then then they kicked a couple, then you got a couple, they kicked a couple, three-quarter time, it's almost dead even, and then you raced away with the game. Yeah, I think it's really just because we were pretty efficient um, with our inside 50s. I think we scored 14 or 15 times from 19 inside 50s in the first uh, half, which sort of kept us in the game, to be honest. But then after that, I think we had ascendancy and sort of played the game in our half and and were able to get over the top. Yeah, look, James, North have got something. I mean, they're not a basket case by any stretch of the imagination. I think they'll come pretty quickly. Obviously, it's going to be a new coach, but that's not your issue. But, but I, that's what I, I personally think they're not that bad either. So, hey, look, I, I was looking at – I'm a great believer in percentage, you know, during the year, at the end of the year. It really gives an indication of how you're going as a club and also some improvement. Now, I had a look today. Last year, this that was your first year with the Crows, seven wins and 82%. This year, it's eight wins and 89%. It, it's a nice little five, six, seven percent increase. Your eyes are probably telling you that anyhow, as you, this is your second year at the club. If, you're seeing this marginal increase now. That means the players are in, improving. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think, um, Malcolm, our last half, I think we've been close to close to 100%. So, um, yeah, I, I suppose, as you said, it shows that, that improvement. And I think, um, yeah, with all, all parts of our game, with our defence and our offence and 
Um, we've always been pretty competitive around the footy with our contested contested ball, but um, yeah, we've been happy with the other facets of our game for sure. Yeah, I looked at the points for last year too. Just to go on to the theme, I do like numbers. Uh, 73, points, <laughs> 73 points per game last year. You're a goal in front, which is not easy to do. That's another goal next year. Puts you knocking on the eight, you know. You're not far away with another goal off the fence and four, and you're right amongst it. I've looked at the last three years, 80, what was it, 100 and something percent, 109% gets you in the eight. You're not far off it. No, I think that, and again, the balance, especially in the last half, we're scoring a lot more from intercept, uh, Malcolm, which which really helps us. And all the good teams um, score from intercept, especially from turnovers in our front half, which we've been we've been working on. So that's been really pleasing because at times we've sto- scored too much from stoppage, which is not always a reliable um, reliable score. So yeah, hopefully that that can continue. Yeah, Nixie keeps on talking about a family club and, and respecting your mates and doing the hard things, not just kicks and marks. And I look at Geelong where you came from, James, and they've done that for the last 20 years. You've been able to keep players together, you know, some superstars perhaps had to take a pay cut. But Geelong, to me, looks like a, a real family-type atmosphere too. Is, is that what you're trying to, you know, breed into, into the Adelaide Footy Club? And you started from a very low base and it looks like you're coming up. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it's probably... Um, a sign of the amount of guys that are actually signing on the dog line for us. Um, there's not too many guys that are, are wanting to leave and there's always going to be moving every year, but um, pretty much um, every contract that's offered, the guys are signing on the dog line. So that's a great, great show of um, where the where the culture's at and, and where the club's at. So hopefully that continues. you got the forward line up and firing. Uh, the fog's going well. McAdam, when he's playing, has been really good. You haven't had Rochelle, but... I was thinking, uh, talk about Rankin. How'd you like as a forward coach to perhaps have Rochelle and Rankin on the flanks? I keep getting asked about that one. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, we'll just we'll just wait for the silly season for all that to happen. We'll, we'll just finish one more game and we can we can talk. But it, w- it would be nice though in a hypothetical situation, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, you always want to improve your list, and yeah, there's a lot of players out there that that um, yeah, pretty dangerous in front of goal. I've been a big fan of Lockie Galan. I reckon he's going to be a, a late bloomer, but he can run and jump at the ball. We saw he kicked a few goals last week. No McAdam this week. Is Would he be in the shuffle? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've had yeah, short discussions about match committee, and then we're definitely speaking about Lockie. Played a really good game uh, in the sample against Central Districts and kicked five goals. And Yeah, Shane's someone that jumps at the ball, um, and Lockie does that for us and against Port. We really need to be able to compete in the air, and if we don't mark it, bring it to ground. So, um, look, we, we, we're still pretty tall up there, so that's a discussion point whether we go with an, another sort of medium tall like Lockie or, or we go small around our, our three bigs. James, I don't know if you're calling the M&Ms, but two boys that are, I think are just taking steps, not, not big steps, just nice little steps, McHenry and Murphy. The two air, double air, what they call them, M and M's. Yeah, well, well, do you like that? Name? I never thought you. Yeah, I do. I do like it now. <laughs> James, you going. can you can actually say where you first heard that. But, but they are they? every now and again they just do so. Oh, hang on, geez, they've done something Murphy's, really good yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Look, we love Ned and, and Murph for for the. Look, at times, a as a forward, you do have to play sort of a sacrificial role and open up the ground for the for the team and and obviously defend and and their pressure's probably the best. Um, on our list. So they're fantastic in that way. And, and they've been working really hard on their polish because we still want them to kick. You know, all forwards want to try and kick a goal a game and, and set up 
set up scores as well. So that's what they've been working really hard on the game, and it's been great that the last few weeks I think they've they've all they've hit the scoreboard yep. nearly every week. So that's been really promising. I don't know whether you've had this conversation. I know that in some clubs, uh, senior coach and maybe the head of football are pretty keen to move blokes into different roles. So you actually get this gambit of, of knowledge, whether you're forward line coach, back line coach, midfield coach and all that sort of stuff. Does Matthew Nix believe in that system or is, are you still keen and is he still keen for you to keep in this forward role? Um, yeah, look... I reckon um, we all have we all have a say on uh, other areas. We're pretty open with with our match committee. Um, we haven't spoken about what we're doing next year, um, so there is a chance that there might be some change. Um, yeah, I think uh, with the forwards, I'm, I'm pretty tight with them at the moment, so I don't know if they'd want want, want me to go. But there's something we'd obviously discuss at the at the end of the year. But we definitely have different conversations, and Burns is uh, more than happy for him to talk about how we how our forward entries are going, and obviously VB as well. So yeah, we do share our knowledge. Hey, uh, guest James Riley was Rory Laird just off a bit. Uh, we thought he may have been ill. He was off the ground for a lot of the first quarter. Had his perhaps lowest output to half time we've seen from he's had such an amazing season. Was he completely okay last week? Yeah, no, he was fine. Look, he probably just had a pretty big build-up for his 200th the week before, the West Coast game, the travel. um, It was all about Laddie, which he's not used to and didn't really like much. So (laughs) whether that was a factor, I don't know. Um, But, uh, look, yeah, that's a low low game for Laddie. We're still pretty happy with that. and I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll... Pick, uh, pick it up for the for the showdown this week. God, he's had an amazing year. Tell us the strength of Port. Uh, they, we thought they played witches' hats last week. Essendon were as bad as I've seen, but they are a good side, Port Adelaide. You beat them after the siren in the first showdown. What, what's their major strength you have to look at? Oh, look, I think you sort of saw it when, when you're a bit off and, and maybe Essendon were, just that they, they are quite damaging with the ball. Um especially off half-back, and if they get it to their forwards pretty quickly, they can really hurt you and put some scoreboard pressure on. Um, but they've actually been defending really well um, in the last half of the year. They've been pretty hard to score against, and um, they haven't yeah, they haven't won as many lately, but they've been playing some really tough teams. So, um, yeah, no, we fully respect Port. Yeah, it's been a terrific run for you. Uh, you played Josh Kennedy playing his last game for the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Cuttington in his return game for the Roos. And, of course, now you've got Robbie Gray in his final game. Uh, three out of three is probably on the cards now, isn't it? Yeah, well, as soon as we saw uh, managed last week, we thought, oh, here we go. This is <laughs> going to happen for sure. So we were definitely ready for it. Um, oh, he's been a fantastic player uh, for Port. I remember, yeah, Geelong were just scratching their heads on who we were going to play on him. Um wherever he was around the footy or, or in the goal square. So um, no, he's been a fantastic player, but hopefully he doesn't have a win with his last game. Just um, Aaliyah, to me, is, is put out. He's the beacon in Port's defence, and there have been a couple of sides that have done a job on him if they, you know, forward's been prepared to play a defensive game on Aaliyah, and he doesn't generally like that. Do you, do you have a strategy there or just back yourself in? Because when he plays well, Port's defence generally play well. Yeah, look, I reckon a bit of both. I think whoever plays on a lead definitely has to, to watch him. And, um, yeah, he can be very proactive and intercept in the air and, and on the ground. But um, it's also how, how we move the footy. Um, the conditions might be a little bit slippery um, at night. But at times, yes, we need to get it forward and, and compete. But other times, I think we need to, to move the ball around a little bit and allow our forwards to, to stay on the move and, and be dangerous and, and, and move at the footy. 
James, what I was about to say is not going to probably surprise you or anyone that uh, watches football, but Jordan Dawson, to me, uh, he's been the, probably the recruit of the season. And the other thing I like, I mean, he's good in the air, he's beautiful delivery. You know, he's got a body like concrete. Well, he knocked that, out Zeebel. I mean, <laughs> I've seen him do that. He actually doesn't mind hurting, you know, in a, in a nice possible way. But he is the complete player, isn't he? What a what a great season he's had. Yeah, it, he's the one that match committee we all fight over because, um, look, he's been <laughs> fantastic down back for us and we we probably do need his, his ball use down there. So he's probably played majority of the time down back. Um but he's been fantastic on the wing and, and even just at times getting forward and just taking a mark and just kicking a goal when we need it. Um, yeah, he, he's been a great recruit for us um, on and off the field. Josh Worrell looks like he's taken mm. a footy like a duck to water and we're, we're wondering perhaps why he couldn't get a game. Obviously, you guys see him all the time, but you know he's got the left foot. He's got a nice size about him and you can move Duday around a bit yourself. I mean, that's a luxury, isn't it, when you... If someone can take that spot, and Tom Duday's a wonderful player himself, but, gee, he's been good in his couple of games since he's come back, Worrell. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, look, we've been keen to play Josh, um, especially in the last half of this year. I, I reckon it's fair to say, and Josh would say, he probably wasn't ready the years before that. Um, but this year, he's come on leaps and bounds. He's been a real professional ar- around the place. And, yeah, look, he is, at times, with his intercept, similar to Tom Duday, and it's probably why he didn't get a couple of games earlier earlier in the year, but there's no doubt, um, yeah, when you when you have some half-backs that are good size and can use the footy, and we've got a few of them now, it, it definitely helps. It's going to be interesting uh, going forward. I know you've got a game to play on the weekend, but uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Phil Thorpe and Himmelberg, they both play a similar role, bit of forward, bit of ruck work. Somewhere down the track, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds, uh, particularly from your end, that extra forward. Yeah, no doubt. Um, especially with the they develop their their ruck work. Um, Rob has been fantastic for us, but there might be an opportunity where we, we play them both in the ruck and, and tandem at times because they've got that ability to to be pretty dangerous. So you see what Port's doing with their ruckman at the yeah, moment yeah. with Finlay, and so look, there might be an opportunity we do that at some stage. Um, yeah, Elliot's Elliot's had a lot of good games for us this year. Um, he's still working on his craft and, and his strength. Um, but uh, he's played a lot of good games for us, and I thought Riley played really well on the weekend. And yeah, he's uh, he's developing nicely as well. It might be a myth, but Malcolm and I both believe the Crows are suited to night games for some reason. Uh, your records, even against the top sides, you've done some really. I don't know why, James, but uh, whether ball gets on the ground more or the atmosphere is different. But uh, yeah, it's a night showdown. It'd be be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it is. There's a little bit of. Um, due on the grass because it's at night or a bit wet and slippery and we, we, we play a pretty live yeah. uh, brand of football where the ball's pretty live and, and uh, chaotic at times. So it does suit us. And, and yeah, I think it, it'll be a little bit slippery on the weekend as well. Good luck. Thanks for your time and uh, good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. James Raleigh there, of course, played, uh, I think played 90 games at Geelong. Yes, you did. And um, you know what I'm saying? You've been at clubs where you've got the... The, the family atmosphere. They always used to say we're a happy team at Hawthorne. Hawthorne yeah. I think Sydney have got that. Yeah. Sydney for... I find that teams that win a lot... Some clubs don't. I, I find that teams that win a lot... Have that. Have that. Yeah, but... but And they also sacrifice... You know, look at the stars Geelong had. They couldn't... How they could fit in the same salary cap as, say, the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, but that's what actually happens. You know, the people you actually... sacrifice money for success? success. Oh, yeah. You, you don't sacrifice a lot. Maybe 10%. 
you know, 10% to stay where you are. But I haven't seen, I suppose the Bombers haven't been up there for a while. I haven't seen them as a real happy club, Carlton as a real no, happy club. when you don't win. Not very happy when you don't win. But Sydney always seemed to me, well, even when they're not yeah. great. <laughs> but they've been up there for 20 years. Yeah, they've only had three too. times yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. But they still have a go. Oh, yeah. I think even Colin would have a go. Like, some teams seem to... Yeah, they do. Have a, I don't know. Maybe it's a myth just like Crows playing at night. Mate, oh, no, I think because the players they've got at the moment, they're quickish. They're suited they to that. Get, yeah. Ball on the ground, Ball like you ground. said, slippery. Yeah. Maybe yeah. We're, we're onto something, bloody. Of course. They should have some more night games. Now, for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at ICanWin.com.au. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA for weeks. Weeks homes discover different exceptional customer service. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. It is unbelievable. And that is for our segment, True or False, and you are away. Here we go. Of course, we talked earlier. Robbie Gray, the great player at Port Adelaide. What a, what a player he's been. Now, has, is Robbie Gray definitely, definitely in the top three of all-time players at the Port Adelaide, now known as the Power? That's a massive true. That's a massive true. I think he can arguably... Lay claim. We did speak about a little bit earlier. Um, he's up there with Treaders and Wanganine for me. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree with that. But definitely top three. And then, then I reckon there's a little bit of a gap after that. After those top, they are, yeah. um, and they've had a lot of good Port Adelaide players too. Um, true or false? Clarko will be coaching North Melbourne <laughs> in 2023, uh, or or is it? Or will he be coaching the Bombers? Which one are you can have? Oh. You never true on either of them, David. I'm gonna. Can I just put that in brackets for a minute? What you just asked is now in brackets for the first time ever on true or false. Brackets. Because my true or false number two is Alistair Clarkson will coach which club next year? Well, I'm going to go. I'm I'm feeling that he's now that the Bombers are coming up, which he probably didn't think were coming up. He might take that. Would you rather take? Essendon, where they are, because they've got some good juniors too. Yeah, I know. Or North Melbourne. Es- oh. The Bombers are a year or two ahead, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I, I think he'll go, I'll put my neck out, he'll go with Essendon. Oh, right, okay, right. okay, okay, here we go. I'm going to go, I'll go North Melbourne. I'm, I'm going to say, he's going to go North Melbourne. What do you think? No, I said he's going Bombers. Okay. I've got to stick with that. Yours. Oh, okay. What happened there? there was well, you, in there was, brackets, there was, it was in bra- brackets, you jumped into mine and <laughs> gave me one back. <laughs> uh, showdown 52, nearly upon us. May be a draw. I, uh, no, one you, team on the up, one team on the down. What do you got, reckon? You got the record for most games without a draw. This won't be a draw. Mind you, it was nearly a draw last time. Yes, it was. It won't be a draw. Um, so that's false. Adelaide, have Adelaide had many draws? Wouldn't be many in their history, I think, either. No. So, no, I'm saying that is false. Hey, true or false is one for you, one of your clubs. Geelong will win the 2022 Premiership. Well, I, you know, you tend to follow some a bit closer than others, as you know. <laughs> there are now Mays in true or false. Well done, we got Seth. brackets, yeah, got May, truish. Yeah, it's, it's changing. It may, may be. No, uh, I, yeah, I think they will or won't. Uh, true. Ken Hinckley said it is the best. Um, they're the best team they've played all year. And the way they're going, I mean, they're, they're blitzing teams, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, your last one. I just did it. I did that one. No, Showdown 52 was a draw. That was my three. You've got one more, Will. He, he's, he's all right, seeing you pinch one of mine. <laughs> True or false? Port Adelaide made the right call sticking by Ken. 
I, absolutely 100%. We didn't see any reason why to change. He had a year to go in his contract. They still, you know, they still appear to be a happy club. Okay, they didn't start the year off very well, but I thought they fought back and I think he deserves another chance. And so the answer to that is true. You answer that beautifully. Better than maybe, no, uh, true-ish, I like that. What about and, in brackets? Did you, did you know what? Like yeah, bracket? I did. Yeah, okay. Brackets, that was part of Bodmas, the yeah, yeah, um, algebra, right. yeah. wasn't it? At Adelaide Auto, four by four. I never got under, never understood Adelaide. Oh, I love that. I like probability. No, I'm a man of the odds. Oh, I love my bold mess. Adelaide Auto, four by four. Get 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Before we go, can you just read that little last bit for me? Here we go. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iconwin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business, David Wildey. Well, you did well tonight. You got votes. Sam and I have both given you three tonight. You're unaccustomed to, to getting votes, but you got three tonight. No, and I thought the music at the start of the show was priceless. And I'm going to, I'm going to finish off tonight, Malcolm, with good night. Good night, David. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91